is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I hope you had a wonderful Independence Day, Independence Day weekend, the nation's birthday. Those of you who hate America, I hope you didn't have any time off. And remember this, you're always free to leave. We try to secure our border one way, not the other way. If you want to leave, leave. But they don't want to leave. They want to destroy I want to talk about this issue of free speech, not necessarily the First Amendment, per se, but free speech. There are limits to free speech. Like, our children shouldn't be shown pornography when they're in school or in school libraries. They shouldn't be taught about sexuality when they're five and six years old. They shouldn't be asked behind the backs of their parents whether they actually believe they are the right sex. And if they want something done about it, if they want to change their names. And yet I'm finding, I'm finding that on the radical left and the corporatists, they actually view that as a free speech issue. It's nothing to do with free speech. It's perversion. It's a violation of parental rights. Now, there's a lot to talk about today, and I'm going to get to all of it. But I'm now in the middle of a controversy. Why? Because I wrote a book. Are there dirty pictures in the book? No. Are there sexual graphics in the book? No. Do I go behind anybody's back when this book is eventually released? No. So what's the controversy? The title of the book. The Democrat Party hates America. I just found this out about two hours before I came on the air tonight. Now, Target has told Simon & Schuster, my publisher, Threshold Books, that when the book comes out in September, it will not carry the book. 
You told them, quote, the title is polarizing and Target wants to be sensitive to all their guests. But they will make it available at Target.com. The title is polarizing. Now, as I seem to recall, Target does a lot of polarizing stuff with clothing, with hiring, with customers, with colors, with flags. They're all into this ESG movement. But because I take on the opposite party, that's polarizing to the point where Target does not want its customers to have an option to purchase the book. Now, there are leftists going online saying, see this, you don't believe in in a capitalist. Well, Target can do it at once. What are you talking about? What are you fools talking about? I'm not demanding that Target carry the book. I'm informing 14.5 million listeners. That this company is 100% woke. 100% in the tank. For the left and the Democrat Party. Barnes and Noble's going to carry the book. Books of Millions going to carry the book. Walmart's going to carry the book, and a lot of them. And we'll see what happens down the road, if they're boycotted or whatever. But Amazon didn't blink for all the criticism they take. Didn't blink, not once. And so my view is that now that Target has thrown down the gauntlet fairly publicly, that I feel we need to throw down the gauntlet with them. This book is, for me, the greatest book I've ever written. I don't just say that. Those of you who get it and read it, you'll see what I mean. It's the greatest book I've ever written. My editors think so. My family thinks, oh, Mark, that's by... My family tells me the truth. The greatest book I've ever written. And I also think it's the most important under these circumstances. It's not written for Democrats, unless they want to wake up. It's not written for the Democrat Party media. It's not written for Democrat Party professors and Democrat Party teachers unions and all the rest. It's written for you. And if you decide to give it to Democrats, that's a great thing. Maybe if they'll get past the first 50, 60 pages, a couple of light bulbs will go off. You've heard people call here and say that. You've heard them say that. But one of the things the Democrat Party is very high on these days is censorship. Whether it's corporate censorship, having nothing to do with the First Amendment, or censorship that violates the First Amendment. We're going to get to that in a minute with this fabulous ruling by this federal judge. But this book, in my view, needs to get into the hands of as many people as possible, which is why I think the ideologues, the radical left ideologues, are going to try and prevent that as much as they possibly can. 
I believe that. They will do everything they can. And so what I... I do believe in capitalism. I do believe in the market system. And that's why I'm going to encourage those of you who haven't already not to shop at Target. I'm not trying to compel Target to carry my book. But they're offending my audience. And they're offending me. And if that's the basis for corporatist censorship, okay, fine. We can play that game too. I am not going to roll over and play dead. That's not going to happen. Republicans and conservatives do that too damn often. In fact, Target's proving the point of the book. The Marxists want monopoly control. A politics, a voting, of the culture, of the government of the country. That's what they want. And a book like this is dangerous to them. It's dangerous to them. They know it, and I know it. And the Democrat Party has its finger in all of this. It is the organization through which these movements are organized. Like in any autocratic, repressive regime. They need an organization. They need a body through which they act politically, culturally. Win elections in order to destroy elections. And if that's how this book is viewed by them, then I think by you it should be viewed as their kryptonite. So I'm hoping as many of you as possible who can afford it, if you're thinking about getting it, you'll go in and get it now at Amazon.com. Now, some people have said, well, the discount's been changed. Discount's going to change right up to the point it's released. But if they release it on a 30-40% discount on the, on the date of release, you will get that discount. That's my understanding. You have nothing to fear from that. Thank God there are many platforms now for publishing and for making books available to you. It's strange. You know, it really is strange. It's so weird. I feel like I'm going back to the time of uh, the King of England and the, and the colonists. Who can publish what? Shh. Don't read that book in public. Rush used to say about liberty and tyranny. Make sure you read it, but put it in a paper bag. And I'm sure he'd say the same about this one. You know what else he would say? Don't take their crack. Don't take their crap. Go out there and kick butt. And he'd join in and he'd help. I want nothing more than for you people to get this book and read it. If you're just going to get it to get it, don't get it. Get it and read it and then pass it along to somebody else. I'm telling you, only about, let me count, four people have read this book beginning to end. Four. Four. The vice president, Simon & Schuster, 
my editor and assistant editor and my wife. That's it. And for all of them, their chins drop. Well, Mark, you know, they, no, no. I'm telling you, and I feel it in my own, look, nobody's a harder marker on me than me. Whether it's radio or TV or Blaze TV or writing book, nobody is a harder marker than I am. Nobody. On me. And the truth will be as they say in the pudding. Once you get it, once you read it, you'll know. Was Mark telling the truth or not? But I know who doesn't want you to read it. And I know who will do everything they can to prevent it from being made publicly available. They will fail. But I do think we need to take names. Not to compel people to do things they don't want to do. I don't care. Target doesn't have to take the book. Who cares? But what I care about is the motive behind it. It's bigger than Target. It's to keep information, historical facts, critical philosophical points, present-day information, connecting the dots, and all the rest of it out of your hands. Because what the Democrat Party and their Marxist friends want more than anything else is conformity. Conformity. They don't want you to think for yourself. They want you to be embarrassed to carry a book that says the Democrat Party hates America out of a bookstore. They want you to be embarrassed to have it delivered to your home from Amazon. They want you to be embarrassed to read it on a plane and carry it under your arm. Are they embarrassed about anything? Anything. They're in your face. They're in the face of your children. They don't care. Well, we need to get stronger. We need to get stronger. I already said, I know what kind of grief I'm going <coughs> to take from this book. I don't care. When you read it, you'll see why. This isn't a polemical book. This isn't a shoot from the hip book. Those of you who've read my other books, like American Marxism and Liberty and Tyranny, you know how I write. This book flows like a novel. But it is brutal. Like the title. There's no reason to hide. And we need to make sure we never get to the day, 5, 10, 20 years from now, when we have to hide. When our children have to hide. So if you can go over to Amazon.com and we can drive this thing up the list to number one, I would really think that would send a message to everybody. And they need to have a message. If you can't, I completely understand. Target is not required to carry this book. Did I say call Target and tell them to carry this book? No. It's what they're doing, what others are doing, and not just to me. All right, I'll move on. There's a lot to cover. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, 
Average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Welcome back, folks. I want to get into this a little bit. There have been mass shootings all over the major metropolitan areas over the holiday. The responses are typical. The places are the same. The party that controls these cities, same party. The propaganda from the White House is the same, and I want to confront this head on. Um, This is not about too many guns. It's not about number of bullets in magazines. It's not about background checks. It's not about any of this. Because none of that would have stopped a damn thing. And people should be sick and tired of how the Democrat Party exploits this every single time. It's their cities. They undermine the cops. They turn the public on the cops. They reduce the number of foot traffic cops in neighborhoods that need them. People are not serving the kind of prison time that they should. So the Democrat Party blames it on white dominant culture, the Second Amendment, gun manufacturers, but never themselves. And I've had damn enough of this. So I'm going to dig into this. There's a hell of a lot to get to this evening. Stick with us. I'll be right back. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Love him or hate him or really, really hate him. The Great One is on the air at 877-381-3811. Sorry, folks, I'm just thinking about this. Then I want to get into this topic that we 
about all these murders. Karl Marx is responsible, philosophically at least, for a hundred million human beings being dead. And over a billion slaves to the state. You can find his books anywhere. Anywhere. My books aren't responsible for anybody's death. Karl Marx. Communist Manifesto, really a fairly small book. Get it anywhere. Any store. It's everywhere. It's amazing to me. The effort at thought control, brainwashing. Even as I step back and think about it, it's really quite remarkable what's going on in this country. And sickening. Sickening. What this will also demonstrate for you, I think, and I know, is the fusion between the these Marxist movements in the Democrat Party that I keep talking about. They're one and the same. They're the same thing. Oh, no, no, you don't understand they're progressive. No, they're not. And as I also explained in the book, the Democrat Party is not purely a political party. It's not even purely a cultural party. The Republican Party is not a cultural party. The Republican Party is sort of out of it. The Democrat Party is the state party. It's the government party. That's why you'll see its surrogates on TV defending censorship by the Biden administration or blaming Trump somehow. That's why you'll see them defending all that these Marxist movements stand for. Pretty close. Or enough of it. And you're going to learn a lot about, in the shadows, despite what you know about Joe Biden, who's advising Biden? Who is it? Well, you're going to learn a lot. And they don't want you to learn this. They don't want you to point the finger at the Democrat Party. They want you to talk about vague, ambiguous targets. And, no, no. No, no, no. Democrat Party hates America and is destroying America. And I have 100,000 words to prove it. Probably would take 10, but you make, need to make an overwhelming case on every front whether you go back 100, 150 years, or whether you go back one week or 10 weeks. I'm very excited about this. And it's amazing to me, frankly, that two months before its release, the corporatists have already declared war. I say bring it on. Bring it on. Now, Biden urges stricter gun control after spate of holiday weekend shootings. This is CNBC. Spate or spat. Depends where you come from, I guess. It's not a spate or spat of holiday weekend shootings. There's mass murder going on across this country in our metropolitan areas. 
And it's happening every damn weekend. We see these horrific events that go on and, you know, where kids are murdered and so forth and so on. And it is. It's disgusting. It's horrendous. But it's actually going on every weekend. And so the Democrats have an answer. I'm going to give it to you right now. Joe Biden's answer. Says it's within our power to once again ban assault weapons and the high capacity magazines. To require safe storage of guns. To end gun manufacturers immunity from liability. And to enact universal background checks. Now, these are talking points, not just of an incredibly stupid human being, but a devious, diabolical human being. Ban assault weapons. What is an assault weapon? High capacity magazines. One of these mass shootings was a pistol. So you bring more than one pistol. You bring more than one rifle. <coughs> Excuse me. To require safe storage of guns. That's the issue. To end gun manufacturers' immunity for liability. What he means is he wants to let loose the Democrat Party slip and fall trial lawyers who will completely destroy the gun manufacturing business. But he thinks you're too stupid to know that. Just because he's stupid doesn't mean you are. And universal background checks. Whenever you purchase a gun legally, you have a universal background check. As Hunter Biden should know, and as Joe Biden should know, and Hunter Biden lied on his. He lied. For which he's not going to do one minute of time in prison. Now we don't need lectures from Joe Biden because he's an idiot and he's an ideologue. But I want to know. Mr. Producer, I want one line open, Mr. Call Screener for a leftist. Exactly what law would prevent this? What law? I want to know. What law? He says, be able to sue manufacturers out of business. So what will happen? People will buy guns that are manufactured overseas. Well, we'll make it illegal. Then there'll be a black market. We can't stop people from coming across. Can't stop fentanyl from coming across. Can't stop a damn thing from coming across. But somehow we're going to stop illegal weapons manufactured overseas. This is the kind of crap we're being fed by Biden and his party. What else? Background checks. Oh, that'll fix it. Like I said, check out Hunter Biden's background but that said I'm going to go into stores or go to gun shows and start filling out three pages of documents that are going to go to the treasury department to determine whether they can buy a gun if your aim is to kill somebody if you're a gangbanger the last thing you want to do is fill out one of those forms oh what else do we have on the list here safe storage of guns first of all how the hell are you going to enforce that You're going to go in everybody's house? What does that mean? We're going to require safe storage of guns. Doesn't mean anything. High capacity magazines. It's like telling people you can't buy 64 ounce bottles of soda anymore. Or even 32 ounces 
Only 16 ounce. What are they going to do, Mr. Producer? They'll buy twice as much. I'll take two of those, please. So I have more pistols. Couple extra rifles. What kind of stupidity is this? If crooks are anything, they're cunning. They're cunning. None of this is going to stop anything. Where are these mass murders every single weekend occurring? From time to time in rural areas, from time to time in suburbs. Don't get me wrong, it happens. But every weekend, it's occurring in our inner cities. Why is that? Biden doesn't want to talk about it. Stephen A. Smith wants to talk about it. I've been talking about it until I'm blue in the face. Why is that? Who the hell are the victims? The Democrat Party and Biden, they claim to be very concerned about these victims. How so? How so? When it comes to schools, we can muscle up schools, the way we muscle up the White House, the way we muscle up Capitol building, the way we muscle up federal facilities. But for some reason, all government buildings are protected, but schools, schools are government buildings. It's okay to see armed cops where our elected officials are, particularly to keep those mag extremists away. It's okay to have one level of security after another at the White House, except, of course, when they're snorting coke. But that's a separate issue I'll get to later. But at our schools, it's a bad optics. Excuse me? Talking life and death here. Oh, no, the optics are bad. You know what the optics are when they're bad? When little kids are slaughtered. That's a bad optic. When none of the things that Biden's proposing can stop it. Not one. So what's the answer? What kind of law can Congress pass? And so what happened today? They attacked the Republicans. Not the Democrat mayors. Not the Democrat DAs, not the Democrat judges who coddle criminals. These are recidivists for the most part. For the most part, recidivists, the cops who know know who they are. There have been 346 mass shootings so far this year, says CNBC, which is, of course, ridiculous. A mass shooting is when two or more people are killed. It's not a mass shooting. A mass shooting is what took place in Baltimore this weekend. A mass shooting is what took place in Philadelphia this weekend. That's a mass shooting. Mass shooting is what takes place in Chicago almost every weekend. Ten people were killed in Baltimore, Philadelphia, Fort Worth, Texas. Scores were injured. Wichita, Kansas, Lansing, Michigan, dozens and dozens injured. String of shootings in Chicago. Killed five. 30 wounded. Yeah, we need to have that gun safe safety. That'll do it. Biden says it's within our power to once again ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines. They tried that in 1994. 
He points to it all the time. This will be in the book, too. The Rand Corporation is a very highly regarded think tank and research organization. They say that the, the band didn't do a whole lot. Our friend John Lott, who is a brilliant, brilliant man, who they've tried to destroy his character, says it didn't do anything. There was another study done that said it almost had no impact. And Biden keeps repeating it. Why? Same reason he keeps lying about his civil rights record. He has none. He has an anti-civil rights record. Go after gun manufacturers. That'll fix it. So the rest of us won't be able to defend ourselves. They'll defund the cops or slash their budgets. We won't have a weapon. And of course, it's all in violation of the Second Amendment. So they're not serious about solutions. The problem in the inner cities is in part family problems, family issues. A lack of opportunity to go to a really good school, which of course Biden and the Democrats block. There is a problem in these communities in particular. Not because they're black, but because the way they're run under the iron fist of the Democrat Party. Biden doesn't say, what the hell's wrong with these mayors and city councils in these cities? Why aren't they throwing more of these bastards in prison? As a prophylactic. They know who so many of them are. Why aren't they sending more cops into these communities? Why aren't they sending more cops into these communities to go after these gangs? Those words will never cross his lips, ever. And yet it's the most rational thing you can think of. Because he doesn't give a crap. He said it. Like he doesn't give a crap about those migrants on the border who are sold into sex slavery. And the 85,000 children they can't account for. We're involved in various forms of manual slavery and labor throughout our economy. He doesn't give a crap. Why? As I've said here and I say in the book, power. Some of us believe liberty is important. Biden's about power. Like Marxists and other autocrats always are. The people. It's all a joke. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
Well, I just came across this beauty from my daughter. The IRS has quietly changed the rules around taxes on inheritances, putting Americans in danger of being caught out if they try to transfer assets to their children. They're not going to let go of your money. The agency has curbed the tax break on particular kinds of trusts often used to minimize estate taxes. Last decade, more families have begun utilizing irrevocable trusts to allow Americans to protect their assets and avoid a lengthy probate process when a relative dies. You don't even need a lot of money to have one of those trusts. I've had a trust like that when I wasn't even that rich, I guess you could say. Prior to the new instruction, it was unclear what the tax policies were around assets passing to beneficiaries through an irrevocable trust. It's all right. The government wants more money. Don't worry. They'll tell you they're taxing the rich. And then your mother, father, grandmother, grandfather will pass away, and you'll go, what the hell is this? I just lost the farm. I just lost a small business. I have to sell their house in order to pay my taxes. That, that, the government is so out of control. And they just lie and lie and lie. Because I think they know that the people would rise up if the people really knew what the hell was going on. They will not leave us alone. They will not leave us alone even when we die. They will not leave us alone. Hunter Biden doesn't even pay his damn taxes. Gets the money from the communist Chinese. You break your back every damn day, whether you're a painter or a plumber. Whether you're driving trucks, whatever you do. And they won't leave you alone. They won't leave your family alone. No, I'm not going to keep quiet. And I don't give a crap what Target does. No one and nothing is going to silence me. Period. Except God himself when he strikes me down. That's it. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Despite it all, I hope you're doing great out there. I hope you had a great weekend. You're able to spend some time with family rather than sitting at the airport. You know, several years ago, I literally thought about buying one of these small RVs. As long as it has, like, a microwave or something in there, it doesn't even have to have a bathroom. We can stop along the way. But, you know, to take the dogs with us and so forth to avoid all this hassle. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I I figure it's going to get worse before it gets better because, you know, you're dealing with the Department of Transportation, which in Mark speak means the Department of No Transportation. You got this guy Buttigieg at the head. 
who thinks he's some kind of civil rights leader. Can he run the damn transportation department? Now, with all due respect, and I like the people there. Truth is, I don't know who the hell is there. But it's like a second-tier cabinet position. It's like they give it to somebody to be symbolic or something. It's like HUD. You know, it's not Attorney General, Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, Secretary of Treasury. That's good Buttigieg's transportation. How badly can you screw it up? Very badly. He mostly posts about and talks about, you know, the woke wars. Because that's all he knows. The trains. You know, Mussolini got credit for the trains running on time. They don't. Planes aren't running on time. Now, they want you to blame the airlines. Ladies and gentlemen. The airlines aren't in charge of traffic control. The 5G network switch over on July 1st. The two, what genius came up with doing that on one of the busiest weekends in travel history? The government did. We've had all kinds of rules involving pilots and, and uh, other people who work on planes, mechanics and so forth. And of course, the price of fuel is going through the roof. I mean, I don't even know how the airlines are profitable. Are they profitable? I don't even know how they stay in the air, quite frankly. <clears throat> but much of it is government run, if not government run, government control through the back door. I mean, the airports are. TSA, there's no reason TSA is government run. I'm not opposed to many of the patriots here. They always say hi, and I want to say hi back. It's nothing to do with them. They are fine, fine people. I really had no problem with TSA. One of the big wigs, actually, is a next-door neighbor. He's a great guy. One of us, by the way. And uh, that's not my problem. My point is, this administration will never talk about privatizing things. It's always amazed me when we say things like, you can't privatize that, it's too important. It's so important, we're going to turn over to Joe Biden and the government. Might as well turn it over to the teachers' unions. They're doing such a fantastic job. I'm like, what are you talking about? The private sector is far more competent than the government. So if there are areas that really do lend themselves to private sector activity, that's what we ought to do. You know, in many countries, the FAA isn't controlled by the government. They're FAA-type uh, services. They're not controlled by that. I don't, I don't think they are in Canada, but I know they aren't in all countries. They seem to be doing just fine. Because i got to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning, Mr. Producer. <clears throat> Some people have a big deal. Well, it's a big deal to me. Because I normally don't get up till 6, and I go to bed around 2 or 3. So I need my one hour. And get to the airport. Hope they don't cancel the flight. And if they do, that's it. There's no other flight to where I'm going. It's like the state of Florida is so small that you can't have more than one or two Nonstop, I only fly nonstop unless I have to go the other way because I know that's really pushing the envelope. That's really pushing the edge. I mean, you're actually going to chance two flights and two airports, really three when you consider the destination, and hope you'll get there on time. If you have to, I got it. But if you don't have to, no. No, no. Like once a year, I'll fly from uh, Virginia. To Tucson, Arizona. 
There's no direct flight from Reagan Airport or Dallas Airport, those are the airports we have, to Tucson, Arizona. None. Ah, you got to go through Houston, or you go through Detroit, or you go through Chicago. You'll go through madness. We once had a ten and a half hour delay, and it wasn't until five hours in that they finally told us the truth. A staff problem. They were told mechanical problems. So what do you mean mechanical? You just moved our plane from that gate to that gate, and they just took off. <clears throat> and they'll lie, because they don't want a problem. The, uh, the time, because of the delays, the time ran out for, I think, the crew. I think that's what it was. Ten and a half hours. So now what my wife and I do is we'll fly into Phoenix and we'll have a wonderful guy drive us from Phoenix to Tucson. I don't care. <laughs> I hate these canceled flights. How many potato chips can you eat? In front of my wife, I can't eat potato chips. I'm not allowed to eat potato chips. I even get the look when it comes to pretzels. And if I want to have a candy bar, which is now rare, I eat them very rarely now, I'm like uh, Hunter Biden with the cocaine. The difference is Hunter Biden doesn't care. You know, I do. Oh, Hershey bar, oh, where do I put the wrapper? I don't want any evidence. My wife tells me she wants me to live. Now that sounded like Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Not intentional. Although he was hilarious. 90% of the audience, who's Ronnie Dangerfield? All right, check him out. All right, let's get into more of this stuff. There's way too much going on today. Let's talk about this cocaine. <clears throat> Get a lot of crap and lies from the White House. I've already answered your question six times, says the idiot who speaks for the idiot at the White House to the Fox reporter. I've already, well, you're on your sixth question. Because you don't answer them, moron. Might as well be talking to a blow-up dummy. Senator Cotton, one of our buddies, grills secret service on whether White House cocaine culprit will be arrested. Depends who it is, doesn't it? Doesn't it depend who it is, Mr. Producer? If his initials are Hunter Biden, that's not going to happen. And I'm not saying they are. Why I would even go there, I can't imagine. In fact, I posted earlier that I thought maybe it was from the White House press corps. Those people seem pretty hyped up on something. White House cocaine mystery remains unsolved. <clears throat> and it will forever, America. They don't want to solve it. They don't want to solve the shell corporations that Hunter used to give money to his family and Big Daddy. They don't want to solve that. No. They don't want to solve the Burisma stuff. Was Joe sitting next to Hunter? No, 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 no. no, no. Joe never sits next to Hunter. Yeah. Puts his arm around him. He's got his nose in his ear. But they never said no. Tom Cotton pressed the Secret Service on unanswered questions regarding the cocaine discovery at the White House. Whether any rest will be made... Can you believe this? First of all, did you believe what I just read to you? The cocaine discovered at the White House. And by the way, apparently not just a little bit. How the hell does cocaine get into the White House? 
when I would go to the White House, you know, when the good guys were there, they couldn't just walk into the White House. They needed to know a lot of information. It's like it's like Hunter lying on his form to get a gun. What is this background checks? There are background checks. So a guy lies on it, like your son. Anyway, how dare you mention the likely suspects, Mark? Must be a white supremacist. Powdery substance. Why? Because I mentioned Hunter. I didn't say it was Hunter. If I thought it was Hunter, I'd say it was Hunter. If I thought the former cokehead Hunter was bringing coke into the White House, I would say I think the former cokehead Hunter was bringing coke into the White House. But I didn't say that the cokehead Hunter, formerly, brought coke into the White House. In fact, I said probably one of the White House reporters in the reporter pool there. I don't know that to be true, but they seem pretty hyped, as I said. But why does this happen in the Biden White House and nobody else? Nowhere else. How do you get cocaine into the White House? They got phalanx of guards. They're lined up. All patriots, except the ones that don't like us. But most of them do. You can walk around the White House with cocaine? This is a highly trafficked area. More to the point! It's a highly trafficked area. How does that happen? Aren't you watching the highly trafficked area? If nobody goes into the area, it doesn't need to be watched. But if it's a highly trafficked area, and do you mean drug traffic? That's where you watch. Anyway. Secret Service confirmed with Fox News Wednesday that the mysterious white powder tested positive for cocaine. Now Senator Cotton is demanding answers. According to public records, the Secret Service has not yet confirmed where the West Wing, uh, where in the West Wing the cocaine was found. They check anyone's pockets. I urge you to release that information quickly, as the American people deserve to know whether well, illicit drugs were found in an area where confidential information is exchanged. Whoa! I like that. I like that. Good question. If the White House complex is not secure, Cotton said, Congress needs to know the details as well as your plan to correct any flaws. Cotton also asked how, how often the Secret Service encounters illegal drugs at the White House. Well, every time you know who is there. <laughs> I don't know. You're implying Hunter Biden. Did I say Hunter Biden, Mr. Reducer? No, I didn't say Hunter Biden. I said you know who. Is his name you know who? No. But every time you know who is there, there's an issue. What? Who's you know who? Hey, I didn't say Hunter Biden. Leave Hunter Biden out of this. Uh, and if they were ever found during security screenings or in the exterior of the building. Senator also cited Section 3056A of Title 18 U.S. Code that allows Secret Service members to make arrests. Well, if they do that, they need to arrest Trump, you know, uh, Biden right away. And asked if any will be made in the event they find out who brought the illegal drug into the White House. And Cotton's member of the Subcommittee on Criminal Justice and Counterterrorism. Gave them a deadline of Friday, July 14th. <clears throat> now that's interesting. I wonder if the head of the committee, a, a, a Democrat, is going to join uh, Tom Cotton in his concern. Probably not. On Sunday evening, the White House complex went into a precautionary closure as officers from the Secret Service 
Uniform Division investigating an unknown item found inside a work area. D.C. Fire Department was called. I would like to know how the substance was packaged. Would there be fingerprints on there or some DNA or something? Yes, there would. I mean, isn't the FBI, you know, mile down the road or something? Why not send in the FBI? I would think they know how to do this. I mean, they've probably done it to, uh, you know, a million innocent American citizens already. Here we have a specific case. Got these expensive labs. They've got the one in Virginia. They got this. They got that. They want a brand new, by the way, they want a brand new building, the FBI. Bigger than the Pentagon. Bigger than the Pentagon. What are they going to be doing in there? So busy. So busy over there. It's just unbelievable. They're very, very busy tracking down American citizens. Accidentally monitoring a million of them. Going after the Catholic Church. I mean, there's so many churches out there and temples and so forth. They've got a big job over there. And, of course, going after Republicans. There's tens of millions of Republicans in this country. They're just getting started. And pro-lifers? Maybe they do need a building as big as the Pentagon. Which is why they should be broken up, divided into little pieces, and their budget slashed. Let's see if our gumshoes at the federal level can figure out who brought the cocaine in the White House. They have cameras all over the damn place. They have personnel all over the damn place. They have the most sophisticated machines in the world when it comes to DNA, when it comes to fingerprinting and everything else. They know how many people are in the busy, busy walk here. Oh, so busy. If they don't figure this out, it's because they don't want to. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code LEVINPODCAST to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. You know, I'm thinking, it's been interesting. I'm thinking what Target did might actually backfire on Target. We'll see. We'll see what happens on Amazon. That'll tell us. But I know that some of you have told me that you've been on the fence. You kind of go to Target. You kind of like it. But on the other hand, you don't like the politics and that this has pushed you over the edge. And I I want to thank you. It certainly has me. The corporatists left wing have begun their censorship. I want to thank also General Flynn, Senator Lee, who've tweeted out their notes. Yeah, there's some great patriots out there. I want to thank... uh, 
the great and a real journalist, Paul Bedard at the uh, Washington Examiner. He's on t- top of this. I will post that later. <clears throat> As I said, I'm not going to make this the central issue day after day after day. But even if it was Ernie Grabatsky, and it was a book titled with my book title, and we learned here that this was being done, you know we'd make an issue out of it. Remember they went after Goya because he supported the Goya company, because he supported Trump? Well, we were one of the first, not the only, one of the first to lead that battle and go out and buy his products. And the company got through it. And we need to send messages that we are not going to buckle to this stuff. Just because the corporations have thrown in with the Democrat Party, that's their problem. Target's free to throw in with whomever they want. So are we. That's the point. So are we. So he says, Target already, Paul Bedard, just up at the Washington Examiner, suffering through poor sales linked to its all-in LGBTQ agenda during Pride Month could suffer a second punch later this year for banning a new book from the New York Times bestselling media mogul, Mark Levin, because it might offend Democrats. Levin said today on the program, Target has informed my publisher, Simon & Schuster, will not carry my new book when it is released on September 19. Claims that certain customers might be offended by the title. Imagine that. Levin tweeted before opening his show, nightly number one radio show. Forthcoming book is titled, The Democrat Party Hates America. Well, maybe somebody will write a book called The Democrat Party Loves America. Now, it'll be a fiction, don't get me wrong. It'll be about seven pages long. Excuse me. And uh, bookstores ought to carry it. Remember that outrageous book, Rush Limbaugh is a Big Fat. Remember that? Uh, that piece of crap, Franken? That book wasn't banned at Target or anywhere else. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Can I ask a question to those of you who follow this stuff? Why do people bothering bother commenting on sites of people they don't like. Isn't that weird, Mr. Producer? Why do you come on my sites and comment about me? If you don't like me, just go away. Just go away. I mean, it's so weird. Get a life. Go on the sites where you slobber over people. 
you know, like Hunter Biden. Does he have a site? I don't know. But there's all kinds of reprobates, malcontents, miscreants, perverts for you Democrats and liberals to follow. You probably do follow them. And they probably follow you, if you get my drift. Maybe right in the target, as a matter of fact. But anyway, you get my point. I remember when uh, Sarah Palin, I think it was in her commercial, she had, among other things, a picture of a target. And not about shooting people, but, you know, political thing, targeting issues. And so she had a picture of a target. And this horrendous murder took place in Arizona, killing a federal judge and maiming, maiming the congresswoman and so forth. And yet now we have a radical left corporatist corporation. They've taken over this corporation, which I'm sure was perfectly fine before the board of directors was infiltrated. And it's a big target. And it's called Target. And the left loves it. So they use the target against Sarah Palin. She's responsible for deaths, don't you know? And yet here's a whole store that's called Target with targets everywhere. The bags have a target. The wall has a target. The picture is a target. There's a target on the shirt. A target, targets everywhere. And they're concerned about me? The title of the book. Now, they haven't read the book. Nobody has it yet. <laughs> they haven't read the book. Now, if I wrote a book that says uh, transgendering uh, in Newark, New Jersey, that would be right there on the top shelf, wouldn't it, Mr. Producer? Absolutely. Put a special flag on it. And how about Jenny's parents have no business, meaning no business in knowing what their kid does. There it is. It's right on the shelf. Everything's great. Or every hate book you can imagine against Donald Trump, I'm sure they've carried. They're not concerned about that part of their customer base. They're only concerned about, well, the Democrats, they're so sensitive, don't you know? But this certainly does expose the problem. Not just this, but a lot of things. A book that in part talks about so many things, but in this issue corporatists and what they're doing these days and they just did it (laughs) can't wait till this thing comes out be honest with you can't wait because all these books relate to what's taking place or some philosophical issue or historical issue I don't come on here and say hey can I tell you about my new book on cooking chocolate chip cookies baking I guess they say Shows you how much I do. The answer is no. Because then you're just hawking. I'm hawking principles and ideas. I'm hawking history. I'm hawking, I hope, together with you, whether we can save this this place or not. I'm deeply, deeply concerned about it, as I know you are as well. And we should be. Now let's move on. <coughs> I want to talk about this judge. This judge, this federal district judge in Louisiana. Do you know he's an Obama appointee? Because MSNBC keeps changing his name. Obama appointee Judge Terry Dougherty. 
That's his name. Trump appointee. Now we have Obama appointees, and remember, remember when the late great John Roberts got mad at Trump, sent him a letter. Hey, just because they're Obama appointees doesn't mean. But he's not sending anybody letters now, is he? Oh, it's a Trump appointee. Oh, it must be bad. That explains everything. And on MSNBC, it does. The very surface level, malcontents. Strange lineup of, really, some of the dumbest people who've ever walked or crawled on the face of the earth. Terry Dowdy, a Louisiana federal judge, writes Harry Blaff at the National Review, and I've read this opinion. It's a long opinion. It's fantastic. Issued a preliminary injunction Tuesday blocking certain federal agencies and officials, including the FBI and Department of Homeland Health and Human Services, from communicating with social media platforms. This guy is my new hero, by the way. The ruling comes after the Attorney Generals of Louisiana, Missouri, filed a lawsuit arguing that federal officials overstepped their mandates and curtailed conservative speech throughout the pandemic. Judge Dowdy wrote that he is likely to side with the plaintiffs on the merits of the case, but issued a temporary injunction preventing communication between the government and big tech companies, save for matters pertaining to criminal activity or national security threats, until the case is resolved. Now, we know the legal analysts and the, the professors, and we know the low IQ hosts on certain networks, on certain programs, this judge, what a dumb judge. Yeah, this judge doesn't know anything. Come on, that, that stupid judge. You know, Bob, he's, uh, excuse me, a Trump appointee, for God's sakes. Oh, okay. That's right, the three stooges on the Supreme Court, they're geniuses, especially Sotomayor. I will continue. Play, uh, opposition to COVID-19 vaccines, he wrote. Opposition to COVID-19 masking and lockdowns. Opposition to the lab leak theory of COVID-19. Opposition to the validity of the 2020 election. Opposition to President Biden's policies. Statements that Hunter Biden laptop story was true, the federal judge continued. All were suppressed. Did his homework. What do you think, he's Elena Kagan? It's quite telling that each example or category he wrote of suppressed speech was conservative in nature. This targeted suppression of conservative ideas is a perfect example of viewpoint discrimination of political speech. American citizens have the right to engage in free debate about the significant issues affecting the country. Ooh. I don't think he shops at Target either, Mr. Producer. No. Now, the temporary injunction specifically named high-ranking Biden officials, including DHS Secretary Alamayakos and Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency Leader Jen Easterly. Senator Eric Schmidt, who served as Missouri's Attorney General until January 2023, applauded the decision. said today's court win is a huge win for the First Amendment and blow to censorship. Orwellian Ministry of Truth exposed, he added a few hours later. Now, I love this guy. He's great. But see, it's not Orwellian Ministry of Truth, is it? Nowhere does he say the Democrat Party. This is just like they never would talk about Marxism. 
you know, the progressives, you know, the extreme liberals, you know, the big government. No. They're Marxists. They have taken Marxism and they've Americanized it. They've tailored it to our culture. And I think we've made a lot of headway there. So, no, we need to be able to say Orwellian, mystery, Orwellian Ministry of Truth is fine, but it's the Democrat Party iron fist. That's what it is. Say it! Schmidt's counterpart, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, was similarly pleased with the outcome. By the way, we tried to get Senator Kennedy on the show. This is probably the eighth time. Typically, we're Thursday. That's tough for some senators and congressmen. But some of them managed to make it. I mean, Lindsey Graham doesn't seem to matter what they're doing in the Senate. So we offered Friday, because apparently they're out Friday. We wish to tell you that we really, really tried, but we can't do it. So I guess he doesn't want to come on the show, Mr. Producer. His loss, not mine, I can tell you that. Here we go. Landry said, the evidence in our case is shocking and offensive. With senior federal officials deciding that they could dictate what Americans can and cannot say on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, other platforms about COVID-19, elections, criticism of the government and more, Landry told the AP, you know, these two guys would be great guests. Why am I wasting time with other people? They could be great guests. Meanwhile, an anonymous source in the White House condemned the ruling. Anonymous source. Joe. Are you there, Joe? <laughs> Joe's checking out what happened with this cocaine. <laughs> How did that get in the White House? I've never discussed business with Hunter, and I've never discussed cocaine with Hunter. We, look, we have two completely separate. We don't do this sort of thing. We would never discuss it. It's grotesque. Meanwhile, there's a breaking story at Breitbart related to the Biden crime family. And we don't want to miss that. Hold on now. Hold on now. It was just sent to me. Come on, damn it. You know, maybe we should take a break. And I'll find it, and I'll relay it to you. But it uh, but it involves new information. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. By the way, folks, there's a new movie out that I wanted to see early this afternoon because I worked all the way through the holidays and wanted to. 
wanted to see this movie in particular called Sound of Freedom. I am told it is a fantastic movie. It is thoroughly patriotic. And the theater near my home was sold out until tonight. So I couldn't get in there, but I will see it at some point in the next few days, probably probably over the weekend. So that sounds like something worth visiting, something worth watching, Sound of Freedom. It's in uh, selected uh, theaters. It's not online. I would encourage you to check that out because I think it's a good idea. So we have a judge who understands the First Amendment of the Constitution, who sees the tyranny that you and I do. He's absolutely appalled by what took place. What took place under the umbrella of the Biden administration, a.k.a. the Democrat Party, the vast majority, if not all of it, was targeting conservatives, targeting people who had different views than the state. And what you'll also learn, and I discuss at length in the Democrat Party Hates America, is we not only have a state party in the Democrat Party, we have a state media. <clears throat> we don't have a press. I wrote about an unfreedom of the press, but I put a finer point on it now. You've heard me call them Pravda relentlessly, because that's what they are. This judge sees it. You know, there was a fantastic couple of paragraphs and an opinion written by Justice Neil Gorsuch about what took place during the course of the pandemic. How people just surrendered their liberties or they were seized from them without any resistance. And these governors who lust for power, my wording, grabbed as much as they could. And it's frightening. By the way, this Joey Chestnut, 62 hot dogs, Mr. Producer. Well, you know what? I have a guy I think who can beat him. And I want him to be involved in it next time. People are going to be shocked. And I'll put my money on him. And I think that's Chris Christie. I'm going to put, I'm, I'm going to put my money on Chris. You know, Chris Christie's running for president. He has about as much chance as, uh, well, as Asa Hutchison. Now, but when it comes to eating hot dogs, you know, I eat two hot dogs, I'm full. And I love them. And I love them. Two zit, two zit, maybe some baked beans, corn on the cob, now I'm hungry, you know, that sort of thing. 62 hot dogs, and I'm looking at this guy, skinny. But he's got a whole system down, he's won 16 times, I mean, shall tell his kids or grandkids, he's Joey Chestnut, who keeps winning the hot dog eating contest, and that's the way it is. But I do want to encourage something, I want to encourage Chris Christie. Look, I despise him. doesn't matter. Still, I want to say something positive. I want to encourage Chris Christie. Next year, this time, July 4th, he won't be doing anything, Chris. Trust me, he'll be, he'll be rejected by the people. They're smart. But go to, what is it, Coney Island where they do this, where Nathan started? Go over there. Now, my recommendation, Chris, is don't eat the same day. In fact, if you can hold off the night before, I know it's tough. Just pretend it's like a colonoscopy. Hold off. Challenge Joey Chestnut. And I'll put money I'll put money on Chris Christie. And I will give him, even though he's never really accepted my offer, I will give him a free membership to FU or Fatties United. 
He doesn't even have to send a picture to join Fatties United, Mr. Producer. We know what he looks like. Of course, I say this as somebody who who really is doing a public service, I believe. All right, federal judge. Biden officials have been coordinating censorship with social media companies. <coughs> and uh, remember the way this guy, Taibbi and Schellenberger, Burger, Schellenberger, remember how they were trashed by the Democrats? And they're Democrats. And they voted for Biden, but they were stunned. And I've said, it really took you this to figure out how bad they are? Don't get me wrong, what they, was done to these men, particularly Matt uh, Taibbi, was horrendous. Then the IRS, hello, we're here to help you. Uh, can we see your revocable, uh, irrevocable, revocable trust, please? What are you talking about? First of all, your taxes way back in 1784, we need to take a look at those. Apparently they're not right, you know what I'm saying? Then another person wanted to throw him in prison, the delegate from the Virgin Islands. Hey, uh, honey, we don't do that in the United States of America. Well, the Virgin Islands are in the United States. Really? Well, then act like it. But I want to get into this more. I definitely do, because uh, this is my wheelhouse with this First Amendment. He schooled the Biden administration on the First Amendment. They're going to hate him for it. And the Democrats will never let this guy rise to an appellate judge or anything else because of what he wrote. What did he write? Probably the most important treatise on the First Amendment in modern history. That's what he wrote. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number... the hell is the number, anyway? We'll figure it out later. Mr. Producer, you don't know the number. I'm testing you. We have a, our number two man in right now. 877. Do you know it? 381-3811. You better write it down. And when you go to sleep tonight, just keep saying it to yourself. It might help. All right, I want to get to this. Red State is a pretty good 
piece here with a guy, some guy named Streif. I'm sure it's not his name, but he or she write pretty well. Unless they're transitioning, they, he, she, whatever. On Independence Day, a federal district judge in Louisiana handed down one of the most critical decisions defending the First Amendment in several decades. It's an exhaustive opinion. Trump appointed Judge Terry Dowdy. I don't know that Terry Dowdy knew that his name was Trump appointed. It's okay. In the Western District of Louisiana, handed the government a scathing rebuke. Along with an injunction. As he made it clear that the plaintiffs in state of Missouri versus Biden would prevail in almost all areas. Now, you sort of had an idea where this was going with the opinion starts with Voltaire. I may disapprove of what you say, but I would defend it to death. You're right to say it. The defendants, the list of defendants looks like someone photocopied pages from a phone book in the Biden administration. It's clear this judge dug really, really deeply into this and wanted to make a point. And, of course, there's Biden. Colleen, dear, 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 dummy. Becerra. Goes on and on and on. CDC and so forth. Primary agencies involved are the White House, CDC, FBI, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, State Department through the Global Engagement Center, National Science Foundation's Election Integrity Project. They were Election Integrity Project? National Science Foundation? It goes on. In this case, plaintiffs allege that defendants suppress conservative-leaning free speech, such as, number one, suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story prior to the 2020 presidential election. Number two, suppressing speech about the lab leak, the theory of the COVID-19's origin. Number three, suppressing speech about the efficiency of masks and COVID-19 lockdowns. Number four, suppressing speech about the efficiency of COVID-19 vaccines. Number five, suppressing speech about election integrity in the 2020 presidential election. Number six, suppressing speech about the security of voting by mail. Number seven. Suppressing parody content about defendants. Number eight, suppressing negative posts about the economy. And number nine, suppressing negative posts about President Biden. Now, red state, they comment most of these allegations are well known to those who follow our government's branching out into throttling free speech. And he goes on. Judge Dowdy demolished the government's claim that this was a harmless voluntary collaboration with social media companies. Page 98 of the opinion, as I said, it's about 150 pages. The judge lays out a litany of what can be only be described as orders from the government to social media companies. Here's White House Digital Director, sort of a creepy title, given Biden's fingering and sniffing fetishes. Rob Flaherty to Facebook. I want an answer on what happened here, and I want it today. Well, he sounds like Hunter Biden talking to the communist Chinese from, for five or ten million. There were insinuations that unless the social media companies got with the, got with the program fast, Section 230 was in jeopardy, and the Justice Department's Antitrust Division 
might decide that more scrutiny of big tech was needed. It's important. That's why I'm going through this. The judge wrote, these actions are just a few examples of the unrelenting pressure the defendants exerted against social media companies. This court finds the above examples demonstrate that plaintiffs are likely to prove the White House defendants engaged in coercion to induce social media companies to suppress free speech. Where are all these civil libertarians in the Democrat Party? They're none. Why? Who did this? The Democrat Party. That is, the state party. With respect to 47 U.S.C. Section 230. That's that section that gives these platforms antitrust protection. Defendants argue there can be no coercion for threatening to revoke and or amend 230 because the call to amend it has been bipartisan. However, defendants combine their threats to amend Section 230 with the power to do so by holding a majority in both the House of Representatives and the Senate, and in holding the presidency. They also combine their threats to amend the section with emails, meetings, press conferences, and intense pressure by the White House, as well as the Surgeon General defendants. Regardless, says the judge, the fact that the threats to amend Section 230 were bipartisan makes it even more likely that Democrats had the power to amend it, All that is required is that the government's words or actions could reasonably be interpreted as an implied threat. But the Supreme Court recently making clear that Section 230 shields social media platforms from legal responsibility for what their users post. That's it. Section 230 is even more valuable to these social media platforms. These actions could reasonably be interpreted as an implied threat by the defendants amounting to coercion. Many of us have futilely argued with the ma private company conservatives. Once the federal government gets involved in shaping online speech, you're dealing with a federal action. And the court has ruled that, by the way. And the judge goes on to state, during the COVID-19 pandemic, and a period perhaps best characterized by widespread doubt and uncertainty, the United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian ministry of truth. This judge is a hero, where there are few heroes when it comes to the law. This judge believes in liberty while he's staring at tyranny. And tyranny is the Biden administration, the American Marxists that undergird this party, the Democrat Party. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you can get the full decision from this judge, Judge Aldi. All these decisions are hard to read by these judges and so forth. This one is not. This is not a difficult decision. This is the kind of judge, or the kind of courage, I should say, that I hope the judge in the Trump case has. Don't worry about what they say on MSNBC and the New York Times. Don't worry about what they say in the Department of Justice and all the rest. When you see tyranny, you see tyranny. When you see the persecution of a political opponent, which you see from the Biden administration, 
scorching persecution never ends from the Democrat Party, have the courage to stand up to it. This judge has. Says the problem with labeling certain discussions about COVID-19, just as an example, as health misinformation, was that the Surgeon General defendants suppressed alternative views to those promoted by the government. One of the purposes of free speech is to allow discussion about various topics so the public may make informed decisions. Health information was suppressed, and the government's view of the proper treatment for COVID-19 became labeled as the truth. Differing views about whether COVID-19 vaccines worked, whether taking the COVID-19 vaccine was safe, whether mass mandates were necessary, whether schools and businesses should have been closed, whether vaccine mandates were necessary, and a host of other topics were suppressed. Without a free debate about these issues, each person is unable to decide for himself or herself the proper decision regarding their health. Each United States citizen has the right to decide for himself or herself what is true and what is false. The government and or the OSG, Office of Solicitor General, does not have the right to determine the truth, or whatever office that is. Shouldn't all judges be rallying around this decision? Any judge who would object to this doesn't belong on the bench. This is basic stuff, America. This is basic free speech stuff. This is First Amendment stuff. It is amazing to see that these civil libertarians are all on our side now. Whether it's speech on college campuses and universities whether it's academic freedom, whether it's Target, whatever it is. But the first thing they go is speech. The language. The language, words. It's actually more notorious than this. Again, I a very long chapter on this in the book. What this judge says is 100% true. He's not a commentator, he's a judge. He's dealing with the facts and the law in front of him. But you and I can even go beyond. It's not just censorship. It is control. It is conformity. Changing the language in order to change how you think. Look at this. This censorship had real consequences, dire consequences for many who died without family around them. Without family around them. The hospitals actually were forced to prevent a husband from seeing his wife before she died or vice versa. Or a mother seeing her, her child. This was all done in the name of science. But they didn't have the science down. It wasn't buttoned up. You look at Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo makes appearances on one of our affiliates. 
Every time he does, the New York Post hypes it. Because they're asked to. Andrew Cuomo is and was a disaster. And the people in New York know it. Especially those who aren't unhinged leftists. People died as a result of the rules that were put out by his administration to these these adult facilities, these nursing homes. It says he was following the science. They weren't even following the science. As Cuomo tries to make a comeback now. Cuomo and everyone and everything associated with him is a disaster. They're a disaster. His decisions weren't scientific. It's a kind of newsome. In California, where they have a supermajority in both houses of radical Democrats, and of course, the little dabble do you over there, the governor, they actually passed and he signed a law that would force doctors to toe the line on COVID, or for that matter, any other disease. That is the state and federal line on science and medicine. Or they would be subjected to being brought up on charges to lose their licenses to practice, to lose their license to practice medicine. Another judge had to step in and say, okay, hold on. And put a hold on that. These people are trying to use their muscle, Democrats, to impose their will. Now, why would a state do that unless they want to maximize their control through this pandemic? You know who else is a real great hero in all this, America? Elon Musk. I've told you this before and I'll repeat it, but even more now. If he had not bought Twitter at a great cost to him, wasn't the greatest investment, we'd know almost none of this. If you hadn't asked these independent journalists to come in, many of whom are liberal Democrats, but they're not Marxist crackpots. They're not, they're not the Pravda. They're liberal Democrats because, I don't know, maybe they're not ultra smart, but they're smart enough to know what they were doing in this case. They were courageous. But if it wasn't for Elon Musk, none of these files would have been made available to us. These independent journalists wouldn't have been brought in to review everything. They wouldn't have put the information out on any platform. You know, the schmo at Facebook and the rest, and the rest would have blocked it. But he puts the information out. We read it as it came out in most instances right here on the air. So it, it resonates throughout the nation because of free speech that's actually free speech. Of course, these two journalists were victimized by the Democrat Party and the Biden IRS in the one case. They're considered right-wingers now. They're not right-wingers. You're not a right-winger if you support the Constitution. You're not a right-winger if you believe in free speech. You're not a right-winger if you don't want the government dictating policy. You're a freedom lover. 
But for Elon Musk, we wouldn't know any of this. None of it. Zero. And he deserves this nation's thanks because, (laughs) look, he's a multi-billionaire. He's the richest man in the world, one of the richest men in the world. He didn't need to get involved in any of this. What is it? How much time do we have left, Mr. Producer? It's not enough time. Let's do it after the bottom of the hour. This is live, ladies and gentlemen. But if it wasn't for Musk, none of this would be known. This is why he's hated now by the Democrats. This is why they want to destroy him. Why the Democrats want him to testify if they were to take back the House. Because they're (laughs) vicious bastards. They don't share our values. They do not share our principles. I don't care what they say and look at what they do. They hate parents. They hate people who believe in life. They hate law enforcement. In other words, they hate everything you love. This is frightening what the government did here. Absolutely frightening. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I've never spoken to Joey Jones. Apparently everybody else has. But I don't hang out in New York, and I don't hang out in Georgia. I hang out in my own little cultural bubble, and I'm very happy in my bubble. But I'm a great admirer of Joey Jones, great admirer of Joey Jones. And it's a pleasure to have you on the show with me. I mean, you're smart, smart dude, uh, patriotic as hell. And this book is absolutely fantastic, Unbroken Bonds of Battle, a Modern Wars book on heroism, patriotism, and friendship. And uh, I want to thank you for coming on the program, Joey. It's a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I think those kind words should uh, those should be inscribed on an epitaph somewhere or something. Uh, to get that much <laughs> praise from you is a big deal. <laughs> well, it is a big deal, not because of me, but because of you. Now, I want to get into this book a little bit. First of all, you're very humble. You don't like to talk about yourself, but I can tell you the audience does want to know uh, how you got into the military, Afghanistan, your injuries, and so forth. So if you could tell us, that would be very good. No, absolutely. I, uh, I, humble is one word. I, I don't think I can call myself modest. None of us that put makeup on and get in front of a camera can call ourselves modest and be honest. But call us humility. transitioning, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But uh, humility is deeper. You know, humility is seeing yourself uh, where you are in other people's lives and caring about that, and not not about your self interest. And so somebody asks, hey, you want to write a book? And the answer is, I'd love to write a book, but it's not necessarily going to be the book you think it is. It's going to be about these people that are amazing, affect my life in such ways. And um, two people specifically, my friends in high school, Chris and Keith, one of them, the last chapter of the book is about, um, and the other one's in his chapter. They both had career military dads, and um, they were a, a tick closer to white collar than, than my family was. Uh, Chris's dad was a football coach and technology teacher, big conservative, big gun guy. He knew more about guns than anyone I ever met in the Marine Corps. And uh, he was a big influence on us. He had fought in Desert Storm with our local reserve unit. And uh, Chris, his son, always knew he would be in the Marine Corps somehow or another. 
Keith, the other friend, his dad was career Air Force out in Arkansas, and we kind of only saw him on the holidays. But with the three of us being uh, inseparable in high school, um, his dad had an impact as well. But the two of them always knew the military was in their scope. For me, it was much different. I come from a very poor family, hardworking, and, and we took care of ourselves, but we didn't have much else uh, in that regard. And I lived in a single-wide trailer most of my childhood until my dad built our house that we moved into by hand. And uh, and so for my parents, having left school in the 8th and 10th grade, respectively, uh, dad uh, and mom, their expectations weren't college. It was stay out of trouble, graduate high school, which is something nobody in my family had ever done. And then the last one, which I say funny, but it's true, was don't start a family until you did those other two things, stayed out of trouble and graduated high school. And so those were the rules I had. That's the expectations I lived by. So college was not in that sphere. They would have loved for me to go to college. They would have never stopped me. They had no idea how to expect it of me or even help me get there. And so after high school, I was fortunate in that I graduated at 17, so I couldn't just go do anything right away. I tried to, to work in the carpet industry, which is centered in Dalton, Georgia, the flooring and textile industry. And I didn't want to be in a warehouse for a living. It's just not – my dad was a brick and block mason. I wanted to be outside and sweating under the sun and, and doing things for a purpose. And uh, my buddy Keith started talking to the Marine Corps recruiter, and I was the last one out of the three of us that even wanted to and the first one to go. And so that's how I found myself in the Marine Corps, two good friends that wouldn't let up on me and in uh, a realization that as honorable as working anywhere is, um, I wanted to do something a little – I say more, but something different. And the Marine Corps was it. Tell us about your injury, how well that took place. You lost your legs, for crying out loud. Terrible. (laughs) I did. Some dog in Afghanistan found them and made a chew toy out of them, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I, um, I ended up in the Marine Corps in 2005. And I remember thinking before I enlisted, man, if I don't hurry up and get there, this war's going to be over before I even have a chance to go. Because, you know, 18-year-old football player from the South, I, if there's going to be a war, let me be in it. You know, that was that was right. quickly my mentality. And the irony there, Mark, is I could have become a doctor and went to this war. It took them 20 years to end it, and they ended it the way they did. But that's a, that's a tangent. And uh, so I, I joined the Marine Corps, and I quickly started looking for a way to go, go to war and be involved in it. I didn't know anything about the Marine Corps. I had no one in my life that was a service member that touched my life. I had great-grandfather and great-uncles. And so when I got to the Marine Corps, I'd signed up to be a radio technician. I had no idea what that meant. And when I realized that it was pretty far away from what we would call the front lines or, or deployment to the Middle East, I started looking for other options and found out about this job you had to try out for, you had to volunteer to do, and it was really hard to do, and it was called EOD, or Explosive Ordnance Disposal, the bomb Jeez. techs. And I thought, man, that's that's my ticket. That's what I want to do. Um, they carried themselves differently. They spoke a different language. They went by their first names. And to the outside looking in, they may look like they cared a little bit less about the rigidness of the Marine Corps. But what it was is they knew the job they did was so it was so deadly that they couldn't take everything serious all the time. They had to find places to, to lighten it up. And and they had a maturity and emotional intelligence about them that I admired. And, and you only get by seeing behind that, that curtain. And so I tried out for that eventually, uh, 
in Iraq actually providing security for those guys and laterally moved or put in paperwork that when I re-enlisted, I would re-enlist to go to school for that job instead. That's what I did in 2008 9. And in 2010, I found myself in Afghanistan. That's important, especially to your audience that pays attention to the history of events and, and it understands that one thing leads to another. 2010 is a midterm year. And going into the summer of 2010, uh, the midterm tactic of the Obama administration was to announce an end to the war in Afghanistan. There's a lot of irony in that right here today. And in announcing the withdrawal of the troop surge that had happened the year before, which was very successful, the Taliban started making big maneuvers on the battlefield to both usher that in and be ready for it when it happens. Essentially what happens 2008 and 2009, we sent, I think it was 20 or 30,000 more troops to Afghanistan. And we took a lot of ground real quickly, mostly in the Helmand and Farah provinces, where the poppy was being grown, which was the cash crop, the opium. The problem is once the Obama administration started pulling those troops back, they started replacing two battalions with one battalion, half as many Marines, soldiers in an area. The Taliban started taking that area back up because when America finally left, they wanted to be there to be in charge. And so what that meant was the summer of 2010 was just absolutely brutal. We had picked a fight and then left half as many guys there to fight it, and the Taliban was more than willing to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So throughout the summer of 2010, it was just incredibly deadly for about 18 to 24 months there anyway, but it started getting really bad that summer in what we call the fighting season between harvest and uh, or between uh, sowing crops and harvesting crops. And, uh, and EOD, we were at the forefront of it. Uh, we brought about 80 Marines with us suffered about a 30-odd, some-odd percent casualty rate that's killed in action, severely wounded. And we just had to start jumping around. You have to have EOD techs working two-man teams. And if one of them gets killed, the other one can't work until somebody comes to help him. And we were patchwork putting together bomb tech support. So the idea came, let's go upstream, cut the IEDs off before they get down to the poppy fields. And logistically upstream meant going to a town called Safar Bazaar. It was so far away from the agricultural area, it was out in the desert, and it was a trading post, and we had left it alone because it was hard to hold, and it didn't provide a strategic advantage immediately. Once we got intelligence that that's where they were stockpiling all the IED components, all the bomb parts, and we said, hey, let's take the risk, go out there, take this town, fight for it. If we win, we, we cut off their IED supply, their bomb supply. So that's what we did. But being America and, uh, and fighting wars honorably, we let the town know we were coming to alleviate civilian casualties. And the result was that the Taliban took all those bomb parts that were stockpiled in storage buildings and made a minefield out of the town. So to give you a perspective on that, we found 207 operable IEDs in two square kilometers. And uh, each one of those was taken apart by hand by myself or one of the five other EOD techs. Eventually, your luck runs out. The morning of the sixth day, we were what we call prosecuting. We kind of use that word liberally. We were going through strategically and documenting what we were finding as we were clearing a building. And uh, we found a piece of U.S. ordinance that had been rendered off the battlefield or, or, or salvaged off the battlefield. My teammate picked it up and moved it. I disagreed with that decision. 
kind of had an argument with him, walked over to look at it to make sure it wasn't something that would be a hazard to us. And when I did, I stepped on a bomb that was there and we didn't know it. And, uh, and that's just that's the way war goes. There's a lot of irony in, in those sequence of events, but that's that's war. Well, you're a remarkable individual, <clears throat> whether you want to say so openly or not. <clears throat> that is remarkable. Uh, your guts and your courage, and uh, picking that particular line of work within the military. And when we come back. Joey Jones, I want to ask you about a couple of your friends. We're not going to have a ton of time, but I want to make the best use of it as, use of it as we can because yep. they're the ones you highlight in this book, your buddies. And the book is called, and ladies and gentlemen, by the way, it's all over my social sites, Unbroken Bonds of Battle, Modern Warriors Book of Heroism, Patriotism, and Friendship. I want to strongly recommend this book to you. It gives you, you know what this book is? It, it, it gives you just... As terrible as these, these things are that occurred, this is the America I remember. This is, this is sort of what you saw in the movie screens with John Wayne, but this is real life or, uh, or, other, uh, or other movies like that. So we'll be real, right back with Joey. Mark Lovin. Joey Jones is the author of Unbroken Bonds of Battle, a modern warrior's book of heroism, patriotism, and friendship. He will be on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday. And uh, the book's been doing very well. It's up Amazon. Now we're going to kick it to the moon once he's on Sunday. Joey Jones, pick out one of your buddies and tell us about him. That's, that's easy to do. I'd, I'd love to tell you about a guy named Greg Rabluski. Uh, the first section of the book is called... Uh, uh, well, it's about three men, Amos Benjamin, Greg Wabuski, Danny Ridgway. All three served together. Amos is a gold star brother and a wounded warrior. His brother, Adam, served alongside Greg and Danny. But Greg is very special in this book because he's the boss. He was the, he was the major in charge. He took almost 100 Marine EOD techs to war, and the truth is he didn't bring them all back alive. And the journey he's been on for the last 10 years with the guilt of that has been remarkable in the best and worst of ways. And his chapter says it in such a raw and honest way. I, I, I don't know I've ever read anything because we go and interview these guys and then transcribe them, and I have to go back and read their words in order to tell you, to fill in the gaps from my perspective and, and what I think about them. And it took me forever to write his chapter because it's so raw and so emotional. But what you get from it is we are all going to do things in life that we feel like we could have done better, we should have done better, we're going to feel guilt for the outcomes of those things because ultimately we all have an effect on other people's lives. And it takes someone else to point out to us, one, that things aren't always our fault. It's a little bit hubris of us to look at it that way. And two, tomorrow is always an opportunity to make some of it right. And Greg just mm. gives you a testament to that in a way that really um, nobody else can. The credibility he has, and, a lot, and, and he's lived it. And, uh, and he's a mentor and a, and a father figure and a brother to so many of us, and he still is. And to understand why he is there for his Marines to this day and to hear it in his words, um, everybody needs a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And what do you want to get across in this book? You just kind of said it, but more broadly with the various individuals you talk about. What, what do you want to do? You want to, you want to tell your fellow Americans, really, they have, they have, they have something to be very proud about, despite all the negativity out there. 
You know, if you know who, if people know who you are and they know who I am, they've heard you should be thankful for the sacrifice for 10, 20 years now, and they believe it. But it's rare they get to understand it, see it, feel it, apply it to their own lives, find gratitude within it. And that's what this book does. These are exceptional life events and actions by regular, ordinary people. These aren't just your, you know, I lost my legs. I'm a peacock. People see me on TV. They want to know my story. Well, my story is their story. And uh, you're going to read it right there. Folks, we're going to pick up on this story on Life, Liberty, and Live In on Sunday. I hope you'll watch, DVR it. And uh, this book is very, very much worth uh, spreading as far as you can. And I want to thank you, Joey. Look forward to meeting you on TV, my friend. Yes, sir. And I want to thank all of you out there. God bless each and every one of you. All you heroes. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>